Good morning. Good morning. My name is uh, Joe Leach, if, if you don't know me, and uh, I uh, lead the eldership team here at Grace Church. It is great that you're here. If you're new, especially, you know, if you're just looking in, you're so welcome. Hope you have a great morning with us. If you're a student, welcome or welcome back. Great that you're here. It's a good morning to be here. I'm really excited. This one, I'm a bit giddy, to be honest. I'm, I'm excited about this morning. Is, as Tony says, it's a significant morning for us at Grace Church. Here's an interesting statistic to, to kick us off, an interesting fact. Um, we all know that the, the world went through something in the last few years. And uh, it was Sunday, the 22nd of March in 2020, which was actually uh, Mother's Day, um, was the first Sunday that we and churches across the country were unable to meet together um, because of the COVID pandemic. Um, And it turned out to be, for us at Grace Church at least, 66 Sundays that we were unable to be together on the Lord's Day to worship properly together in that way. It was the 22nd, 27th of June 2021 uh, that we gathered again properly across our sites. And uh, that means that today is 67 Sundays since we've been meeting again. So we have now been meeting together again for longer than we were unable to meet. It's just bonkers, isn't it? I mean, just, you just think, did it really happen? Like all of that, it, it did. And and uh, I mean, certainly the last 66 Sundays have gone a lot quicker than the previous ones, which were, were difficult. It was a, a very crazy time. But the last 67 Sundays also, um, for us at Grace, have just been a really precious time in many ways. As we've uh, healed together, we've um, just recovered together. We've been restored from the many, many difficulties that the pandemic raised for us. It's been a really precious time, I think, that we've had together as a church. And there's also a sense in which we're, we're a different church for, for having been through all that together. Uh, whoever you are, our experiences inevitably shape us. They, they, they form us and make us who we are in some ways. So I think we've kind of come to realize increasingly it's, it's so not about getting back to pre-pandemic life because that's who we are. That's, that's, that's part of our history and what's shaped us is so much more about, okay, in light of everything, what is God saying today and what is God doing among us and how is he leading us into the future? It's a new day. It's a new time in the life of Grace Church. And so with all that in mind, aware and conscious of all of that, as elders, we've been thinking about this. We, we kind of thinking this, this, having had a year together, or a year and a bit, this is a significant time, this kind of autumn, as we think, okay, what now? Where are we going? And we were wondering, maybe we should just preach through like our, our key values, our main values as a church. And we were thinking to do that across this term. And then the more we looked into it, the more we thought, man, that's a lot of work. We want to, we're going to do that well. We want to do it properly. Um, uh, and, and, but actually, the thing, the real catalyst in, in rethinking preaching through our, our values was um, that in kind of early spring of this year, I woke up in, in the middle of the night quite suddenly, quite unusually, and fairly 
inexplicably just felt like I could articulate what God's vision was for, for us as a church, what the vision for Grace Church was, and uh, kind of just turned over, scribbled some stuff on my phone, and, uh, and then didn't, you know, couldn't get back to sleep. Um, I felt like it was a significant thing. I'm not, I don't want to overstate this. I'm not saying, right, God woke me up in the, and was standing at the foot of my bed and saying, Joe, this is the vision for Grace Church. It, it wasn't quite that, but it was, it did feel significant. It was exceptional in a way and, and certainly food for thought and discussion. We talked it out as elders, shared it with the elders and lots of prayer together and we really felt it, it rung true and, and was in line with what God has been saying and how he had already been calling us um, and directing us, particularly over the last 18 months or so. And so we felt it's right to share this with the church. We'll preach through what we feel God is calling us for the new as a new vision. And so this Sunday um, is slightly different to most Sundays in, in our preaching. As, as I present and talk about our vision and show how we, we believe God is in it and how it's certainly in submission to what we believe God's word has to say to us and is submissive to the Bible. Just quickly, because I'm aware we're talking about this, what do we mean by vision? What, what, what am I talking about and why is it worth talking about? Why is it worth giving some profile to? Our vision, when I'm, when I'm using that word really, I mean our vision is, is what God has called us to and how that directs us. So it's kind of particular to Grace Church, what we feel God has called us to as a church and how that directs where we are going into the future. So it's different from values which I kind of say are what we believe and how that makes us who we are. That's, it really, they're, they're kind of bigger, the values. It's what we believe and, and how that shapes who we are. Vision is what God's called us to and how that directs us. So why is it worth talking about? Well, ultimately, just, it helps us to stay focused on what God has called us to. Help us to know, okay, if that, let's know what God's calling us to and let's keep to that. Priority, been a big word since the lockdowns. Thinking, what... What do we prioritize? There's so many things saying, this is important, this is important. How do we know where to start and what to prioritize? Talking about vision helps us to remember what we should prioritize based on, not just kind of, well, what about this? But based on what we feel God has called us to uh, and is calling us to. It also helps us to keep us all on the same page. And that is true for any church. It's, just, it's especially true for us in our multi-site context. We're here in Chichester, the same time this morning, there's congregation in Bognor Regis and then Haven, um, part of Grace Church. And we want to make sure that it means something to be one church and to, to have one vision and that God is calling us into something together. So it helps us to stay on the same page. Where are we at today? It's just, I know people in the room, some people know a lot about Grace Church and its history and some, um, some not so much. So, so where are we? How have we got here? Just briefly... Vision has always played a big part in the life of Grace Church. It's always been very central. This church actually is quite young, relatively still. It's 16 years old, Grace Church. 2006 uh, was planted uh, when God spoke to Steve Petch um, and he and his family and a few others moved to Chichester and planted Grace Church with a very clear vision and uh, and that vision really has 
played a, a, a central foundational role in directing us uh, these last 16 years and, and focusing, focusing us on, on what we should be going for. And then the last two or three years in Grace Church have been very significant for us as a church. Again, everyone has had the pandemic that we've been through, and that's, that's significant that we go through such a thing. We've also had a significant leadership transition through that time. And also, I'll say the other big thing is going through the process of coming to own and meet in this building. Um, we, we only really moved in November 2019, and then March 2020 was, was uh, lockdown. And I think it, it, it's a significant thing in how we're thinking, what is God calling us to? God has been at work through all of these things, shaping and reshaping us. And I think it's fair to say, actually, that if, if Grace Church was a book, if the life and history of Grace Church was a book, that not just today, but today's part of it, really the last season, the part one of the story is coming to an end and part two is beginning. So when I say that, it's more than just a new chapter. This, it's, it's a new part in the story. That is not to say by any means that part one is old news and irrelevant and boring and we don't really talk about that. Part one sets up part two of a book, right? It, it, it is key to shaping part two. It's just to say that now is a, a new time for the story to, to move on to a slightly different phase. And again, that's something God has already been doing. I think if you've been part of Grace Church these last few years, God's just been doing that. And so the time is right to update our vision in light of what God has already been doing and how he's been leading us. So there's nothing new in, in many ways compared to the last two or three years. But I think this will just help us to articulate what we're going for and uh, to clarify some things. So I'll say it, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen and then just spend the rest of my time really just explaining it a bit more. Heads up, it's relatively long for a vision, but I, I think that will help us ultimately uh, to, to know again, to be focused um, where we're going. Here it is and then I'll start to explain it a bit more. As a church, together we have a vision to grow a healthy church that enjoys the grace of God and declares and demonstrates that grace to the communities we live in. We've got a vision to grow a healthy church that enjoys the grace of God and declares and demonstrates that grace to the communities that we live in. We're going to spend the next three Sunday mornings talking through this, giving the heart behind it, and hopefully... <laughs> get you excited for it, get you behind it, uh, help you to see, just as God's saying through Sally already, you have a part to play. Do not discount yourself. We are all in this together if we're going to go after this vision. So this morning, I'll just kind of overview it all. Next week, we'll major on uh, a healthy church that enjoys the grace of God and what that means, and then we'll do the rest in two weeks today. Um, And this vision really is... A, a development, uh, an update from, from what the vision has been up to this point. I won't go into much detail on that, but, well now, tonight I will. Vision Focus, come tonight. I want to just talk a bit about how this is a development, uh, as Tony's saying again, a really key evening, just as we flesh it all out a bit. Okay, what's that mean, particularly in this term, this season, for us, all of this new vision stuff, what does it mean? Um, but I'll break it all down, let's, let's, let's work through it a bit. 
And uh, to be clear as well, when we're talking about vision, we are saying this is ultimately what we're aspiring to uh, and looking to work towards. Now, hopefully, in some senses, we're already doing it uh, and, and going for it, but it's not a description of what we are, but what we want to be and what we want to believe God for. So firstly, to grow, to grow a healthy church. This um, is pretty much exactly how our vision has always started at Grace Church up to now. It was to build in the very early days and been to grow recently with a very similar heart. We have a vision, we have a desire and a hope to grow. We want to believe God for growth. And that's in two ways. We, we want to grow up together. I first came along to Grace Church in September of 2007 uh, as an 18-year-old student when Grace Church was about 18 months old. I actually, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I, I, I remember just during the worship time that morning, just, you know, I was enjoying it, it was inter- and then suddenly I started crying. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> This is not okay. I'm not happy about this. Um, and just kind of sat down, you know, and was, you know, I was my, I'd come with my parents. I was not letting them see that. Um, and I, I was, what is going on? I just knew in my heart God was saying, well, this is where I want you to be. This is where I want you to be. This is the church I want you to get involved with. And it wasn't, um, I mean, I just thought he meant, well, I was at uni. <laughs> but it turned out to be a bit more than that um, in hindsight. Um, it was a significant thing, and this is, this is me around 2010 <laughs> at, uh, the, uh, at the old Grey Centre where we used to meet, other end of Terminus Road. I'm, road I'm, you might be able to see I'm sporting a, what, an extreme hoodie, is what we used to call our youth work here. Uh, I've got an extreme hoodie on. So I've been here for 15 years. It's almost half my life, and um, I've, I've grown up at Grace Church a bit. I think, hopefully. <laughs> I don't think I am the same as I was. I am so grateful for the men and women of Grace Church who have made it what it is and who have invested in me and have loved me and have given their lives to what God is doing. It's been such a privilege. I've never been part of a church as long as I've been part of Grace Church. It's such a privilege to be able to say that. I've got plenty more growing up to do, as we all have, but we want to grow up together. When Paul writes to the Thessalonians, he's praying that they would grow. And uh, the way he says that is to say in uh, chapter 3, verse 12, he says, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. That's what he's praying that they would grow. He says, I pray grow in your love for one another, for everyone else. We want to grow up together at Grace Church. I'm so excited for people who are going to have 15 years here. So excited for children who, have, who are growing up at Grace Church. But it's not just for children. And we want to grow in love. We should expect and we should be in faith to grow in maturity. Not, not staying, and I don't mean just in age. I mean maturity in the faith. Growing up together in love and faith. Not just getting older or even mature in a worldly sense, but growing in godliness together and growing up together. We want to grow. We also mean we want to have a vision for and be in faith for growing in number. 
to grow in number. Again, this has always been part of our vision. That is how what was given to Steve Petch and his wife, Joe and a few others, is now everything you see around you uh, and, and two other congregations as well because of a vision to grow and a faith to believe God for growth and God brought, brought the growth. Growing up and growing in number, these two, they're inseparable really. If and, and hopefully when we do grow up and build healthy church, we will grow in faith for God to move among us and to work among us. This gospel, right, this that we've been praising God for, that we've been remembering in communion. It's called good news for a reason. This gospel is really good. What we have is so precious. It is so good. We want to believe for more people to come to know about it, for more people to come and know of this grace available to them. We have a vision for growth. That's in our sites in Bognor and Haven. We want to have a vision to see them grow, to become increasingly established in those communities. They become more visible and active, that they would outgrow the schools that they currently meet in and have a vision for somehow, somewhere, getting buildings of their own in, in those communities, for them to be present throughout the week. And uh, we want to have a vision for Chichester to grow, to, to grow here to to keep growing to not get stale or too comfortable it's lovely now I've got this building and it's lovely we're having a lovely time we don't want to get too comfortable we want to have a vision now what how is God leading us and growing us we want to keep vision at the forefront I don't know what that means what does it look like what should we be dreaming it's reaching a place where we're too full we're gonna have to go to multiple services in here because because God's growing us Last Sunday was, was our highest Sunday, highest attendance since uh, COVID and actually since early eight, 2018 when we sent out Haven to a congregation. We sent 40-odd uh, from this congregation to Haven. Last Sunday was our highest. That's great. Praise God. Let's keep going. Let's keep being in faith for God to bring the growth. Wonderful to be adding in new members this morning. Let's be in faith for God to keep doing it. We want to be able to do more in our communities and believe for God to equip and resource us for that. Jesus says in, in Matthew 9, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. There is a plentiful harvest to be had. There is fruit to be enjoyed. We all need to be getting involved. There's a part for you to play here. Ultimately, absolutely, and this brings me great comfort, praise God, we are dependent on him to bring the growth. (laughs) Hallelujah. But we can grow in faith for that to happen. We can grow in expectation for God to do things. He's done this so far. We want to believe him and be in faith for another crazy and exciting 16 years and beyond for the future of Grace Church. We want to be seeing hundreds more baptisms across our sites in the years and decades to come. It's not about numbers, right? Don't mishear me. But it is about people coming to know God's love and grace. We've got a vision to grow. We've got a vision to grow a healthy church. You might be thinking, oh, I know this kind of, kind of place this is. It's all about growing, isn't it? It's all about the numbers, getting bigger and growing and world domination. <laughs> no, 
Whilst I do think it's true that healthy things do grow, I do believe that, I am also aware that it is possible to grow a church in a very unhealthy way. Very, very possible. If growth is our only goal and vision, then almost certainly we will be growing in an unhealthy way. We want to be, I'll say it like this, we want to be an unhealthy, we want to be... Rewind. We want to be a healthy church, whatever the cost. We want to be a healthy church, whatever the cost. Maybe that will mean that we lose out. We don't want to grow, whatever the cost. That is, that's not what I'm saying. We want to be a healthy church, whatever the, the cost. We want to be clear that growing is by no means the only thing. It's only two words into the whole vision, right? Okay, to grow. So don't jump too much. Um, it is important to us, it's vital to our vision that we want to grow a healthy church. What am I on about though? What, what does that mean? What am I talking about? What do I mean by healthy church? You might remember about this time last year, uh, Tim Blaber, uh, part of the Family of Churches Commission that we're part of, came and spoke here. He was talking about what makes a good hospital. I don't know if you remember, it was a really helpful message. What makes a good hospital? If someone asks, comes and says, hey, St. Richard's in Chichester, is that a good hospital? Um, it is, by the way. Great hospital, grateful to, the peop- grateful to God for the people there. But if someone says, what is it? Is it a good, what makes a good hospital? You don't answer by saying, oh yeah, it's a great hospital. The Costa there is beautiful. And they just, it's such a lovely coffee shop. You don't say, what, oh, is it a good hospital? You don't say, their parking system is so efficient it is a great hospital because their parking system is so good. That's not what you're asking. You want to know, is it good at looking after people, giving people treatment when they need it? Because that is the primary purpose of a hospital. There's a real danger in church life that we can get distracted by things and uh, forget what our real purpose is. When we say healthy church, we fundamentally mean that we remember what a church should be, the primary purpose of what a church is, and, and we keep the main things the main things. I told you there's nothing new. We keep the main things the main things in the church. We remember what a church should be. What are the main things? Paul writes a letter to the church in Ephesus, and he's saying how he just can't stop thanking God for them. And he's not saying... I just thank God for the amazing coffee I had when I came. He's not saying I just always thank God for the seats there. are so comfy and I'm so grateful to God for that. The, the room that you walk in is such a lovely foyer. I always thank God for that foyer. No, he says in Ephesians 1, 15 to 16, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you remembering you in my prayers. Faith in Jesus and love for God's people. They are the main things. If we're not doing that well, if we're not doing well in, in this area, then, then we are not doing well. We are not healthy if we're not keeping those things at the forefront. As a church, our primary purpose, what we, we're here to worship God. We're here to make him known. We're here to love one another. We're here to love everyone else. We're here to pray, to, to value the word of God, to be praying people who you are submitting to the Bible, 
keeping the main things the main things. If we're forgetting the main things as a church, then we are slipping. Chris Kilby is our, at our weekend away prophesied that as a church we're a bit like Clapham Junction and make of that what you will Um, but uh, it did really resonate with us as elders Clapham Junction is not the sexiest train station in the world it is not known you know you don't think oh yeah it's a great shopping center or whatever There's, there's not much else there going on but it's a really good and healthy train station it's really good at being a train station we're not talking about being like a really happening church up with the latest trend. We want to be a good and healthy church that knows what the main things are. More on that next week. But, uh, but the rest of the vision does play into it and kind of outline what that will look like. The grace of God is clearly a major and underlying thing throughout our vision. Very, very intentionally. A healthy church that firstly enjoys the grace of God and then declares and demonstrates that grace, not something else, that grace of God to the communities we live in. It's no accident and it is not insignificant that we are called Grace Church, that we have always been called that. There are certainly no plans to change that name. We are Grace Church. What is the grace of God? What is God's grace? Ephesians 2 uh, 8 to 10. We need to have an, an idea of what God's grace is if we're talking about it. Ephesians 2 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not by work, so that no one can boast. For we're God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God's grace, what is it? It is a free gift of God to us. It is undeserved favour. What a phrase. God's undeserved favour on us. To save us. To give us life. To love us. Even though we've done nothing to deserve anything. We've done nothing to deserve it and God has... We don't deserve anything. God gives us everything. That is God's undeserved, unmerited favour to us. That's what God's grace is. I love it. The New Testament also talks about grace, we maybe don't emphasize this as much, as a power, as, as a power that God gives for godly living, enabling us to serve him. So we are saved by grace and then we are given grace as a power to do what God has called us to do. So in other words, it all starts with God's grace. It all starts with it. We have a vision to be a church that we would first and foremost know and enjoy the grace of God towards us. The grace of God enjoyed. There's stuff for us to do, right? That verse goes on. We're God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do the good works which God has prepared for us to do. There is stuff for us to do, but before that, we've got to know and enjoy the grace of God ourselves. We've got to know that gift to us, to save us and to empower us for those good works. So that means for us, as uh, as the people of Grace Church, it's a joy to worship God and know the wonder of his grace to us in Christ Jesus. We love it. We don't just worship him because it's right, although it certainly is. 
We worship him because we love worshiping him. We love to praise him. We want to stay focused on and enjoy our worship of him and, and our receiving and knowing his grace to us. This morning in the Psalms. Psalm 95 says, uh, sing to the Lord for joy. Sing for joy. And then the next psalm says, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. So in one sense, just give God what he's worthy of, right? Ascribe glory to his name. But in another sense, don't just do it, well, that's because that's what we're supposed to do. Sing for joy to the Lord. Do it because you love it. Do it because you know his grace. We want to enjoy the grace of God. Got that word enjoy, but we're not just saying we're going to have fun doing whatever. whatever. We just want to enjoy it. We want to have a good time where we enjoy ourselves. We're talking about enjoying the grace of God. And again, I'll talk more on this next week, but this includes being discipled, right? This includes growing up, growing in maturity, and this includes what we do to grow in Jesus and to make him known. Really knowing and enjoying God's grace also includes knowing his power for godly living and the joy of submitting to him. This isn't a selfish vision, by the way. Just got a vision to enjoy it. It's not selfish, but actually it's the one that glorifies God the most. God gets most glory when we are singing for joy when we're, rather than when we're just doing it dutifully. You know, and like, oh, I guess we should. That actually glorifies God more. More on that next week. We want to be a church where as we enjoy God's grace, we naturally then declare that grace to others. We had a lovely time, didn't we? On our weekend away. Great picture from our uh, weekend away in in the summer that we had together. It was such a good time. It can be tempting to just... um, kind of stop there at enjoying, why don't we just live there, right? Why don't we just all get some really good tents and we'll just go and live together at the camp out. We'll have a a lovely time and it'll be great. I mean, there's obviously a host of reasons it'll be cold as well, but why not? Because that is not what we're called to. We must keep our eyes fixed on what we are called to do. It says in Acts 1, verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. It doesn't just stop. (laughs) That sounds great. It's enjoying God's grace to us. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Lovely. We'll do that then. It goes on and says, and you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So it's there. First, you receive, you enjoy, you encounter, and then having met God... Having received and enjoyed his grace and his presence, we take that message out and we tell everyone else about it. We tell the world. There's a good number in that picture from the camp out. There's a good number. It's great. There are hundreds of thousands of people across Bognor and Chichester and Haven who do not know the grace of God. And we need to tell them. We've got to tell them about it. We have a mission to tell people around us about this grace that we're enjoying so much, about God's goodness. Alpha starts this week. Get on it. Tell people about the grace that you know. Just be a witness. Tell about what you've seen. Invite your friends. Tell people. Invite people. 
We've got a vision to be a church where the grace of God is also demonstrated. Jesus again in Matthew 10, freely, very simple, freely you've received, freely give. Freely you've received, now freely give. Knowing the goodness of God's grace, we don't just declare it, we don't just tell people, and when I declare and demonstrate, it's kind of word and deed, right? Declare, tell, and demonstrate, show. But we don't just declare it, we don't just tell others, we, we want to And we should, we're called to show other people the grace of God, to demonstrate it to others, particularly the vulnerable, those in need, the poor. That's both individually and corporately. So in our own lives, we're just demonstrating God's grace to the people that we're living with. And together as a church, we want to be on the front foot foot of serving the poor, bringing his gospel to those in need, showing people his grace. We talked about this lots as we preached through this in doing justice just before the summer. Fundamentally, we have freely received and we've got, we've got to freely give. Freely give what we have received. Freely serve. It is great that uh, in Chichester here particularly that there are meetings going on, discussions being had. What are we doing with it? How are we going to demonstrate God's grace and do justice in this community? Again, we want to have a vision for that to be happening across Grace Church. And it's not, this is important, it's not about feeling bad that we are not doing it. It's not, oh yeah, we're not very good at this, let's get better. It's about for just not settling and about having vision for God working through us and resourcing us to do it all the more. Because we can think, yeah, I know we should do more, we just haven't got the capacity, just haven't got the resources. Well, let's have a vision for God and a faith for God to equip us and to resource us so we can. Not just say, well, we can't because we haven't got the resources. Let's go for it, demonstrating God's grace. We do not want dead faith. We don't want dead religion. We want living and active faith that is demonstrated in our loving works to those around us. It is all about the grace of God, enjoyed grace of God declared and the grace of God demonstrated. I think as a church, we've always been relatively grace-filled. People come in and say, yeah, you can see God's grace at work among these people. We want to keep that the case. We want to keep being grace-filled. I'm going to give out some church merch today, um, as I like to call it, which we've done some tote bags, which have just got this on there. So, and these will be given out as you go out and say, God's grace enjoyed declared and demonstrated and you might think oh that's a bit talking a bit too much about God on that I'm not going to wear that in public well just get over that um, and tell people (laughs) about the grace of God and do it use them however you want to use them you know the grace of God you've got to share it Uh, you know what to do with the bag do what you want with them you don't have to take one uh, but they're there for you and as Tony said earlier we're going to give out prayer diaries as well as we go we're, we're praying into this right it's not, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do it. We're giving it to God. We're submitting it to God, covering everything in prayer. Just briefly on to the communities we live in. We are a multi-site church. Now that, being multi-site is not so much our vision. It's not the goal, really. It's not the end goal to be multi-site. It's much more the approach we take. It's the means to achieve our vision 
to, to be doing these things in the communities that we live in. Now, we do feel God has called to it, called us to it, to be, to be multi-site, and that God is in it. It's, it's in our DNAs, actually, from, from the very early days of, of, of Grace Church to cover a wide area. From the beginning, that the vision was from the city to the sea. This is from Chichester. So it's not just It's always been bigger than we felt God has, has been doing that. We feel God is in that. So it's not necessarily the vision itself. It's our approach. But being multi-site does mean that we can declare and demonstrate God's grace more fully and more clearly to the communities that we live in. That, that's really why we do it. It enables us to do that more meaningfully because we're kind of collectively collectively visible and active in those communities in a regular basis. We're, we're there, rather than just kind of everyone drawing into one thing, we're visible in those places so that we can be declaring and demonstrating his grace in those places with greater ease. I don't think everyone should do multi-site, right? I don't think it's the silver bullet to church to cover a wide area, but I do believe God has called us to do it. Um, and uh, more on that in a couple of weeks' time. To the communities we live in, that's where we're called. And over the next two Sundays as well, uh, next Sunday and the following Sunday, we will be going into more detail in all of these things, and we're having gift days to, as, as part of them, where we want to encourage people to come and give over and above normal giving, right? This is over and above your ongoing giving, giving into what God is calling us to. If, if, we, if we want to see this vision a reality, we need to get involved. It costs money. We need to give in to what God is doing. It's been said many times at, at Grace Church before, and I do believe, I think, the number one thing that, holding, that is holding us back is finances from, from doing more. That's the number one cap on what we are able to do more for. So I just want to encourage you to ask God to stir your faith for what he's doing through us. I don't want anyone to be giving under compulsion it's given out of what you have and given out of faith. But come and give. Come and get involved and believe God for growth in every sense. To grow up and to grow in every way. Our vision is to grow a healthy church that enjoys the grace of God and declares and demonstrates that grace to the communities we live in. We're praying and we're hoping God is working in you to excite you for it, to get you up for it, to get you, to, to help you to own it, that we're all in this. So helpful again, what God said through Sally already this morning. Don't count yourself out. Don't, whatever you say, oh, not me for this. We're all in this as one community, one healthy church together to catch and understand. We are Grace Church I want to close by focusing on God's grace. Maybe the band could come up. The truth is, if we're truly enjoying his grace to us, the rest will fall into place. If we're really enjoying God's grace in the right way, the rest will all come together. We will be healthy. We will be declaring and demonstrating that grace. You can't really enjoy it and not tell other people and show other people about it. And I'm confident we'll grow if we're really enjoying God's grace. And you know what? There is not a limit on how much grace there is to be enjoyed. That is boundless. It is unlimited. 
not just undeserved and unmerited, it is unlimited grace for us to enjoy. We cannot exhaust God's grace. John 1 says, out of his fullness we have all received, what a phrase, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. The only thing that is going to replace grace is grace. It's the only thing that could ever, if you think, oh, I've run out of grace, the only thing that's filling that gap is more of the grace of God. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. There is plenty of grace to go around. You might feel you've got nothing to give. You might feel you're not good enough. Not me. <laughs> not, not God's grace, not, not enough for me. I'm, I'm different. You might feel God isn't interested in you. What I would want you, and, and what really all of us, to focus on is God's grace. That's our vision. Start on there. All of that I'm saying this morning, just forget it really. Just, just come and enjoy God's grace. If you feel like you can't be counted in, just, just know God's grace to you. Out of his fullness, grace in place of grace. That's what we're all getting. Your priority, my priority is to enjoy his grace. And as, as part of that enjoyment, thank and worship him, allow him to work in our hearts to cover the rest. Why don't we stand together? I want to pray for some people. We'll sing in a minute, but if you are struggling to know God's grace, you think, yeah, I, I'm counting myself out. For whatever reason, right? But for any reason you are just struggling to know it, or maybe struggling to enjoy it. Maybe you have been in this church game for a while. You've just forgotten that God's grace is his goodness to you. That it, there's a joy to be had. That he's not called us to just be dutiful soldiers who get on. A, he's called us to be his sons and daughters who enjoy his love and enjoy his grace. And maybe you've forgotten that. If you do, if, you, if, you're, if what Sally said, if you're counting yourself out, if you're, or if you're struggling to know God's grace, and I'd love to pray for you. I'm going to ask you to be really brave and come to the front in a minute. If you are counting yourself out for, for any reason, or if you've just forgotten that God's grace was to be enjoyed. Maybe also, one other, I want to pray if you... You, you, you want to be declaring and demonstrating this grace but it's hard and, you, and you've, you've forgotten again oh I can do this out of enjoyment it's supposed to be a natural overflow of what God has I'd love to pray for you if you can think I want to invite someone I just don't know if I've got the courage I want to pray for you so I'm going to pray in a second and then I will ask you to come forward and then the band will lead us in a song uh, as, as I and, and others pray for those who are responding and coming forward uh, and being brave let me pray do pray with me Father we thank you for your grace what a gospel this is what a message we, we don't deserve anything we've got no idea how little we deserve we, we can't grasp the weight of our sin but we, we know we don't deserve anything and God you've given us everything God you so love the world you gave your only son 
What an amazing gospel this is. And we thank you that you've now given us your spirit, Father God, to enjoy you, to receive power in you, to enjoy your grace, to know it, to not just ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name, although we do, but to sing for joy to the Lord because we know your grace among us. So I pray, God, for all of us, would we right now know and enjoy your grace? Would we know your presence with us and love it and really be caught up in it? Be so in love with you. Be so desperate to serve you and live for you. Not just thinking, yeah, all right, I'll do that. But thinking, man, I really want to do that. I really want to glorify God because I know his grace to me first. His grace to me. I know that he has loved me way before I've ever loved him. And it was while we were still sinners that Christ gave himself for us. So we're so keen to worship you. Fill us with your spirit now. Pray. People are wondering whether, should I, should I have the courage and go forward and be prayed for? Give them courage now, we pray. Lord, we want to we wanna pray for your spirit to work among us. In Jesus' name we ask these. All of it's for your glory, God. Amen.